rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Box Politics podcast in the Times. I'm Matt Chorley. What's it like to be Prime Minister at the centre of a crisis? When do you take the big decisions? Whose advice do you listen to? And when do you convene COBRA, that semi-mythical crisis committee, which is called upon whenever big things happen? No, not the predicament that Boris Johnson finds himself in, but the plot of a new Sky One drama, COBRA, about a Danish street under siege from a catastrophe that risks running out of control. I'm delighted to be joined by the writer... Ben Richards, who has... You've been involved in loads of dramas that people have heard of. If I read them all out, it would take up most of the uh, podcast. And the star, Robert Carlyle, who plays the Prime Minister. Robert Southern, welcome to you both. Robert, you've played a drug addict in train spotting, a stripping steel worker in the Full Monty, a Bond baddie in the world is not enough, and now... You've achieved respectability. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> or maybe not, maybe not. What's it, how do you prepare to become Prime Minister for a show like this? Well, I mean, I guess the, the, the easy thing, I suppose, is the research for, for something like this, because there's so much of it out there. You know, you can, on YouTube, you can watch lots of videos, read lots of books, and trying to kind of... The, 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 the character of Robert Sullivan is not is certainly not based on any one particular person. That would be crazy. But it's, it's more a kind of collection of different kind of people that I kind of looked at through the, the, the months. OK, so, Ben, let's start with the obvious question. Explain the premise of the show, because normally COBRA is convened when there's a terror attack or a flood or, as there were calls for after what's happened in Iran, you know, a big sort of international sure. crisis. Mm. You've gone for something even more terrifying. We didn't want to do terrorism. I particularly didn't want to do terrorism. You know, I had a, had a bit of quite a lot of terrorism on Spooks, obviously, which I also yeah. worked on. And I kind of think there's very little left to say. I think it's been it goes, done quite a lot. It's been done a lot. It goes in very predictable directions. I'm not really sure there's much more you can squeeze out of it. And when you try, you often squeeze nonsense out of it, I think. And that, that can be... And genuinely, that's a genuine problem. Because if you don't want to make it too realistic, which I understand people shy away from then you start to make it really unrealistic and 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 and, and you're sort of left with with the curate's egg so I, I didn't want to do terrorism uh, certainly not in the first series 
and then the other problem you have is that some of the, some of the crises uh, that would take up a ton of time on Cobra, like like foot and mouth disease, took up an immense amount of civil service and, and political time in, in in endless Cobra meetings. Just not that sexy to watch. Really. You really don't want people sort of debating for hours about whether to vaccinate or cull or whatever the you know listening the stakes, to the chief. Although the stakes, you're going to make the stakes joke, aren't you? I don't, I, I'd intentionally, but I'd intentionally, but the stakes yeah. are not really high. The, Enough the, for, the stakes for, are not high yeah. enough, and it, and it's just a bit dull. So yeah, to, to cut a long story short, we went for a, a crisis that would have long-term effects, which is what we really wanted to look at. That that it would, because it couldn't just be a you know an explosion. Because in an explosion, you clean it up, and that's it. That's the end. So you wanted something that would go on having further and further ramifications. Because what we really wanted to look at was how how a crisis of that sort might lead to a social disintegration and a breakdown of order. It's a solar storm, which has catastrophic impacts on planes can't fly, power is thrown out. Yeah, and and actually it was quite scary when I was researching it, because at first, obviously, my my sort of dramatist instinct kicks in, and I'm like, bingo, this will will do nicely, because there's a quite short time frame, you only have half an hour before you know whether it's really going to affect you badly. So just roughly explain the science. Very roughly. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody asked you. Actually, yeah, but you did well, I heard you this morning. A bit of the sun sun comes off. Yeah, and it comes towards us. No, you, you're, you, you're an expert. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have come. I was no. It was. It's what happens is a solar flare, and a solar flare causes various things, which uh, helpfully for dramas occur at different times. So you have a particle blizzard that can mess about with avionics and aviation. Um, but the really serious one is uh, is uh, what's called a CME, which stands for I think coronal mass ejection, and that is a geomagnetic pulse that just speeds towards. Well, in our case, Earth, most of the time we hope it will miss. And then depending on whether it's north or south in its orientation, stop me if I'm going too fast, <laughs> um, it, will, it could cause havoc. And they have hit Earth in the, last, in the 19th century. The Carrington event caused, would have caused complete chaos today, but didn't because our technology wasn't the technology wasn't there. Yeah. Another one, wasn't it? It was in 1910 or 1911. Yeah. They hit kind of uh, Quebec. That's right, Quebec. Yeah. That, that caused a bit more damage. Yeah. It caused more electrical kind of things. Whereas now, like, everything is electrical so yeah. uh, if it gets blown out then the, we yeah. literally can't cope no. yeah and it, and the, the big threat which which is the one that we really go with is that transformers on the on the grid get blown out and they're massive and they take a long time to replace there would be certain areas potentially that could be without power for a very long period of time which is what we go with my initial thought was oh they've just made this up as a, as a thing mm. because it's not a real thing like a flood or a terror mm. and then so i was watching it while googling it Oh wow! Yeah. This is uh, it's a real thing. <laughs> this is a real thing. It is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, and I got more and more alarmed as I yeah. as, as I read about it. Most definitely, I think when we were shooting something, was they were talking about it, weren't they? They did it start was, talking about it. Yeah, that this uh, this 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 is not just that kind of a made up thing. This is a this is something no, that's actually could real. Happen. It could yeah. happen. Definitely. And you, God so forbid, you know, sort of stockpiling food at home. Well, you know, because I, I, I live in Vancouver these, these days, and they are uh, you know under threat for earthquakes is the big thing. Oh, uh, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. It was actually a kind of not a massive one, but a kind of medium sized tremor that happened on Vancouver Island just about six weeks ago 
my kids over there they, they do earthquake drills and um, it was actually when when the kids were telling us this that my wife and I said well, we better maybe do something God forbid anything like that would yeah, happen yeah. but we did an actual fact kind of um, stock up with like bottles of big bottles of water yeah, and yeah. gas canisters and dried food and all of that belt and braces yeah yeah but um, it, it is an issue in that part of the world well that's I, interesting I have to admit that in our in our downstairs in our house when it looked <laughs> when it looked like an, I'm a bit paranoid as well so don't take this as any kind of political commentary but when it looked like a no deal Brexit was at its most likely I read a thing about how the problem wasn't actually going to be shortage of water it was going to be shortage of the chemicals they use yeah. to clean. Like, process and clean it so I did actually stick in our cellar uh, a ton of uh, sort of bottled water and then I bought some sort of peanut butter and and giant Cadbury's dairy milk bars. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you stockpiled French cheese. No, 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 no. <laughs> just Cadbury's dairy milk. And, and uh, the kids, I mean, it was just pointless because the kids just just found out. About gone. As soon oh, as they it. heard about the Brexit seller, they were down there. And there was like kind of Perfect. nothing left. And uh, yeah, we cracked uh, open a bar of, of dairy milk when uh, when whichever amendment it was went through. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the show. It's it kicks. I mean, it, the thing that really strikes me, Robert, is that it's sort of relentless. And then you sort of think, well, actually, this is what it's like to be prime minister. There's a whole load of stuff going on, mm-hmm. all sorts of things going off in different directions at the beginning. It's not just this solar storm. There's yep. advisors. I, it amused me that in the first episode, you sack an advisor called Dominic. Call me not That's very well done. Yeah, I thought that was very, very yeah, well. And yes. everyone's going to think, oh, that writer, what a smart ass. Yeah. I mean. The script was written about two years ago before Dominic there was even Nate a glint in Boris's eye. And so when were you making it? It was short between February and June uh, last year. OK, so it yeah. sort of peaked to ease a crisis. Yeah. Very much so. That was interesting for me, I must say, because obviously I'm playing that, you know, that part. I don't have any real feelings uh, about, about Theresa May one way or the other but I did I, because again I, I'm, I'm trying to try to look at the kind of human side of these people we do tend to kind of vilify and lambast politicians sometimes you know that's fair um, but I kind of looked at a, a woman that was disintegrating in front of your very eyes you know she's coming back and forward for Brussels and you could see she was ageing by the day and uh, it gave me a kind of a, an insight into you know what that might be like and just that sheer sort of sense of relentlessness there's no getting off the treadmill is you no, know you've got to keep going and, and especially you know as happens in our story I mean it's, I don't think it's given too much away of course he's got his own problems but within his own family at this point as well his daughter and when you join our show has uh, just graduated from university and she's uh, involved in a party where drugs come into it and her friend in fact uh, ends up very very ill so the, um, the the party particularly the home secretary played by the brilliant David Haig um, is kind of jumping on this and they're trying to kind of find some kind of Achilles heel with Sutherland and that's what they're, they're trying to chip away at he's amazing he's got the sort of the the massive crisis uh, there's the sort of family crisis yes. and then a political crisis of a yeah. of a colleague trying to do him in yeah exactly exactly he's, he's got a good, good bit of makeup to <laughs> age me by the day <laughs> <laughs> it's got worse but, yeah and in terms of uh, Ben writing for Cobra because it is a bit of a sort of from even from a political journalist point of view there are still bits of the political machine which are a bit of a mystery mm. and one of them is Cobra it's mm. sort of it's seen as being a sort of mm. slightly sexy you know and people mm. who've been there said it's actually not that sexy mm. Katie Perry who worked for Theresa May has been on the podcast before and talked about how 
when she went to one there wasn't a chair for her and she had to sort of you know get yeah. to the last chair before oh. Sadiq Khan did or all that sort of stuff um it looks like in the show it looks a lot like the one photo I think which exists of the yeah Cobra. have you been to the Cobra room no 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 definitely not allowed they 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 were quite clear about they, that. <laughs> they, they were, they're very gracious about certain things so our producer trotted around Whitehall and and Downing Street and um, they, they were fairly firm about not let, letting him into Cobra which is in some ways good for us because then it gives us a bit more flexibility yeah. I mean we, we wanted it to feel real we wanted it to I mean there's always with all of these things you know and as a political journalist, you'll 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 obviously be able to see some of the shortcuts, some of the nips and tucks we've had to take in the interest of drama. You know, there would be more staff. There would be the cabinet secretary. There's, there's all this kind of stuff that we just haven't got time for. You haven't got room for in a drama. So you, you've got you've got to slam stuff together yeah. and, and mix and match a bit just to make it accessible. But you're right. The fact that nobody knows what goes on in there. Yeah, they, and they it, could all be naked in it, there. We think, well, maybe uh, that's just what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think it. I think that was that. I mean, we did talk to people who've been in Cobra, yeah. and I talked to civil servants, yeah. and and, uh, and you know, we had a roughly a good idea. I didn't want it to look like some kind of super duper. You know, if it was an American show, it would have had you know all the technology. At the same time, we wanted them to have some screens because you know, which they do, yeah. I believe. You know, with live feeds because we're not. You know, we're not we're not going to be on the ground that much. The whole premise of the show is that we're in the centre of power rather than experiencing it through yes. characters on, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on on the ground, particularly. So, but we've got to be able to see what it's like on the ground sometimes. And as the show goes on, there's all kinds of things that happen: haulage blockades and civil unrest and 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 the like. And and they have to be you know they have to be able to see it. So so yeah, no, I mean we 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 definitely, I think we kept it fairly close to that. Uh, picture. I didn't. The other thing that was really important to me is there's certain TV shows where sort of special units are set up to deal with this, that, or the other. Normally, police units, and they always they always sort of seem to congregate in really horrible grey, <laughs> industrial, sort of weird looking rooms where their special unit operates to snuff out whatever sort of issue they're facing and I really didn't want it to look like that uh, so I wanted it also to feel like human beings worked and you know because Cobra's full of civil servants as well as politicians and they come in and out and they you know we wanted to feel like it was a place of movement with some dynamism in it well I thought that the civil contingency secretariat yes sort of office yes does look like a pretty standard sort of Whitehall office you're right they're not sort of in a bunker or whatever, you know, no. people sleeping under their desks and all that. Sort no, of stuff. no, we wanted it to feel like like real people in real, yeah, yeah. real. Because actually, one of the, the shows that it, I thought of when I first started watching it was um, Designated Survivor, right? Yeah. Uh, which starts with a sort of catastrophic thing, and somebody's you know Keith Sutherland finds himself that's uh, his president. But where they go to Cobra, it's like this sort of four story bunker of s- interactive screens yeah and th- this this feels much more yeah much we more definitely real. wanted to yeah, avoid yeah. that because this is the same room you know we've got a big uh event but this is the same room where they would have discussed foot and mouth or trump's <laughs> latest decision to aid world peace or whatever you know whatever it was so we had to make it feel this is a room they use it, d- it did feel right i have to say just from an acting perspective mm-hmm. as well that it kind of helped because it did feel that you were kind of below the ground and you know th- th- because it was a room within a room in a studio mm-hmm. with an actual roof on it so you, you did feel as though you were kind of underground somewhere it's big as well isn't it it's, pre- it's pretty it's, big it's really yeah big. but we, it filled really up 
up pretty quickly. I yeah, we were really concerned. We wanted it to be full, not to look empty yeah. with just sort of four yeah. or five. I mean, again, when I worked on Spooks, we had The Grid, which was sort of MI5. Yeah. And, and, and there's kind of four or five people who kept Britain safe yeah. through ten series and this kind of thing. <laughs> and we wanted it to, uh, to feel a bit different. We wanted it to feel more, much more realistic and like a place of work, as I say, in front full of people. And yeah. what I thought really came across is, obviously, <clears throat> what it does show is at the end... It, big things are happening it's still just human beings sitting around a table having to make big decisions in your yeah, case absolutely. while in david hayes case other people say stupid things which yeah. happens in meetings you know across the country every day somebody's trying to do a difficult job and there's some wally sitting opposite you mm-hmm. and also you, there's the i thought was very interesting but one of the things that appealed to me about the whole piece was that you're actually right there at the moment of decision yeah you can see that the 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 the, the, the Hopefully, in the, in the Prime Minister's eyes, and he's, he's you can see his mind yeah. working, you can see the pressure that he's under, and he's got to make that. We never ever see that, do we? We, we see the politicians coming out from Downing Street, the Prime Minister coming out from Downing Street, or appearing in the Andrew Marshall, whatever, you know, with their sound bites, and it's all kind of prepared. But this, I like the idea that we're actually seeing this happening, you know, and, and almost in real time. One of the things that, that uh, his advisor, who's played by, um, I just think brilliantly by Victoria Hamilton, I, I, yeah. mean, I must yeah. believe her so much that one of the things she says is, is actually what people don't know is half the time she's got to make sure he knows she knows where there's a toilet in case yes. in case he gets taken short. Which you imagine you look at politicians and you think, well, I have thought that sometimes. Like, when do you go to the loo? Mm. And what if you really need the loo just before you do your conference speech? And I think just to add on very quickly to something Robert said that regardless of you know and obviously again with with the politics of it we've had to sort of uh, tailor it around realities and make it feel plausible while at the same time not obviously obviously not a replica but the thing that most I wanted to do was whatever one's take on politicians like what Robert was saying about Theresa May whether you know you're left or right or whatever it's that I do think in this country, and I do think television reflects that sometimes uh, in, in a way that's not always entirely positive, there's a, f- there's a way of... The only acceptable f- way of depicting politicians is through mockery, mm. that they're ridiculous, that they're absurd, that they're venal, that they're, that they're kind of silly and grasping, and, and, you know. And it's, obviously there are some politicians like that, um, but there are a lot who aren't. And, and, and I, and I kind of wanted to show politics is not just something where you sort of take the piss out of it and show them as ridiculous but also that there are people who who want to do honourable things they might not always be able to do it but they want to do honourable things and they certainly you know they don't get up in the morning to to sort of screw the country any more than you know we get up in the morning determined to make a shit tv show you know, it's like, <laughs> we want we want things to be good if possible we want yeah. people to enjoy it and 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 i think that for me that was a really important guiding principle that politicians aren't just fools and morons and, and crooks and i suppose actually although in the show uh the prime minister is a conservative prime minister mm. there's talk of bringing in a former labor mp who's yes who's uh left their party so all, all that, that was a tricky of, bit, very, that one. Very from last time uh but um essentially what's going on is non-political you know it, it's the other side of the job of being prime minister mm. and actually it's the bit that i think you know people have talked about boris johnson this week that all the fun before the Christmas break of an election and speeches and waving things at members of the public and all, you know mm. that's the the politics bit but actually when you're prime minister you get woken at two o'clock in the morning with some 
bad news. And, and you send and you, and you send you send somebody else to go and exactly. deal with it. And <laughs> yes, in theory you deal with it. Or when you've you, got a big majority, you just continue your holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna, I, I think about these moments or talk. We've been talked about these moments. Is is what happens when you take the tie off? You know, when mm. they go home. You yeah. know, what's that's that's the interesting bit to, for me yeah, as an yeah. actor is to try and kind of portray a, a real person, a real human being, and uh, the problems that, that I mean, the, the 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 I mean, the bit you've done wonderfully, of course, is the whole you know solar storm bit and the whole backdrop to this thing. But it's the kind of the 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 problems that these people are having in their own personal lives or the family lives. I think is the interesting thing, and that's the stuff that, as you said, Ben, you just never ever see. It's the stuff in the flat upstairs, which actually right. looks amazing. I mean, it looks am- yeah, it does look quite really, like it. really good. Yeah, 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 I mean, I've never been in one of the stories that always really um, uh, I was always really taken by I can't, I, I can't remember I think it was in I think I was doing a lot of reading around it it might have been in Tim Shipman's book I can't remember oh who, don't who, tell who, him that who, okay. it, was, it was a good story anyway <laughs> but I can't remember if it was him but it, it, it was I was obviously I was really fascinated by Fiona Hill and, and Nick Timothy yeah. for, for Victoria's character and, and sort of just reading up about those advisors and the actual level of power they had but there was a story about Tony Blair it might or might not have been in that book uh, he can he can confirm it as a colleague of yours <laughs> but it was about Tony Blair and it's I loved this story because you know let's <laughs> let's put Iraq to one side for the moment but and, and not talk about Shaw Start which I also think people maybe should do too but 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 he had a, a, a th- he obviously had a, a situation with his son at a, a certain point and it was that famous story where Ewan had gone out and got got absolutely slaughtered and the cops had come and, and sort of said look Tony as a son, father of a 14 year old he's done something fairly similar at the weekend I have, I have quite a lot of sympathy for him but the, the thing he did that I really liked uh, or uh, whether he did or not but it was reported was, was that he, he he put Ewan uh, drunken Ewan to bed and, and he slept in the same bed him to mm. to kind of look after him when his kid was pierced. Now I don't know whether that story is true or not, but I don't really care. I really liked the story because because I kind of think there are these politicians who uh, they, they they you know they really do still really have kids who have needs and difficulties yeah, yeah. and problems and 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 it's hard for them to attend. And just that idea that Tony Blair took one night to sleep in the same bed as his drunken son really I, I really I really liked that story. Mm. Probably not true now. Somebody will... <laughs> Tony well, Tony I haven't heard I haven't heard it. So. Well, I'll assume it's true. I'm sure you're listening, Tony. Let us know. <laughs> well, as you've brought up, Tony, um, at the height of sort of Cool Britannia, New Labour and all that, you were in and around all that. You went to yeah. Downing Street and met Tony Blair? No, I, never, I did not. Oh, you didn't? No, no, I did not. Uh, it's, it's amazing the things that get written about it, isn't it? <laughs> no, that didn't happen, but it's certainly in and amongst the whole kind of You advised uh, cool... them to invade Iraq, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At one of those parties. Uh, that, whole, that whole period was uh, an amazing time, you know, certainly for me. It was kind of like the probably the height uh, of my fame uh, certainly and uh, I don't know it was very very enjoyable to be amongst all of that it's sort of weird at that point politics and politicians were cool seemed to be you know it seemed it to be like anything was possible ago. and certainly yeah. the, 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 the dramas that were getting made and the films that were yeah, getting yeah. made back then very very different animal now yeah. I think a lot of the stuff you know that, that certainly that I made back then and they would never have been made now yeah. because there was a kind of sense of that anything's possible you know that it's, mm-hmm. give it a go give it a go yeah. you know have a but go it, to it. On, a much, yeah, on a much lower scale I, 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 yeah, I, I sort of remember the 90s very clearly because uh, mutual acquaintance of mine and Robert's I, 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 back, that, back then I was writing writing novels and we do 
sort of crazy book reading tours together where we'd go into clubs and stuff and and I mean he might get listened to nobody listened to me but <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally uninterested stop the music and listen to this guy could that but be Irving Welsh it was Irving Welsh and you know the, but it was a, it was a different culture it was a totally different cultural yeah, vibe time, and it was really time, really good fun I mean yeah. I'm not you know there was there was there was a lot of you know it burned out in the end and, and but it was it was it was a really lively energetic time and, and the kind of writer that I was a writer who didn't sell many books but you know uh, could 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 do that sort of thing and and I think now that's much less there's much less sort of cultural energy of that time I think so and there's, there's just it's just change the tastes change you know the, the kind of films that are getting made now or the kind of you know certainly it's sometimes even reflected in the kind of actors that are uh, you know in, in the forefront now are very very different you know and it sort of changed it changed at that time you know in, in the, the early mid 90s that we'd came we'd sort of just started to come out of the kind of period drama phase where it was all joking like that and, yeah. and, and you know poncing around you know with like fancy costumes on yeah. that had sort of changed then we kind of for want of a better word it was kind of the Ken Loach Mike Lee kind of world yeah, had yeah. sort of taken over but it seems to be kind of almost going back the way again I think mm. now you know so uh, there are a lot of posh people basically aren't there aye yeah <laughs> 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 'Cause this is obviously a six part show, it's going out on Sky One mm. as normal. But mm. you can watch them all at once as well. We tell you Everything is changing, you know. Yeah. Does that affect how you approach what you're doing that, that people might watch it differently? I mean it certainly affects the the it's, it's a much more bearable process than when you have say you know eight eight parts on a terrestrial channel and every week you're you're sort of looking anxiously at the ratings and 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 feeling as if you've committed a crime from the reactions on social media <laughs> but um it, so in, in that way it, it it's a it's a great positive i think um, and I, 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 you know, there'll still be some week by week event TV. I mean, I think I think even Sky do. Can't remember the show it was, but they'll do some of them on a you know the really really big ones. I'll do them on a, on a, on a on a week by week basis, and I think that's good as well because it's quite nice to sort of wait and see what happens next. In the case of Cobra, I'm really pleased that it's uh, a box set because it's very much a continuous piece. Well, I was going to say even in, I don't know if it affects the way you write it, but it does mean that I don't need to keep remembering who's that guy again or what's you know yeah. if, you, if you watch two yeah. episodes in a row, you can get 
into it. Yeah, yeah, and I hope it's compelling enough. I mean, particularly, it's a show that starts with the, with a solar crisis, and by the middle of the show, it's really pivoting into a show about social collapse and the rise of of um, vigilantism and sort of a, a sort of populist force and and social collapse and and really difficult decisions on what you would how far you would go to preserve civil order and to 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 keep to keep society together and that's the kind of crescendo by that point the sun is quite a long way behind i mean it's still affecting stuff but we're we're a long way away from because you can't just keep blowing stuff up and having <laughs> sort of images of solar flares although i'm, I'm never supposed to mention this name we, we see the the slick guy that we, we see at the beginning, he does become slightly more Begbie-esque at the, at the end when, when, he get, when he gets a bit when he gets, he gets a bit cross with the trade unions is a fine moment yeah, yeah. Actually, that was interesting for me of course because generally I would be on the other side of the, yeah, absolutely. the table you know what I mean, so there's a moment there I thought it was really interesting, you know, that I was uh, suddenly, you know, this other guy but it's interesting what, what you say Ben, it's interesting to hear that, you know that what you, you feel about that, kind of the idea of you know, this the, the way that the people consume television or the way that they kind of want to consume the product now which is you know to kind of beast it you know yeah. kind of watch three four five six in a row I think also there is a lot that's good about that but there's also I think something that lacks as well because yeah. there's there is the the notion of like waiting for yeah. something and digesting something yeah. going around the you know the the, 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 the coffee machine and the, and yeah, the work yeah. in the morning or yeah. the water cooler or whatever and talk oh, did you see this what do you think was yeah, going to yeah. happen I find it very difficult to watch, you know, too many in a row because I forget. Because yeah. we're old. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. That is definitely old. true in my case, you know. But you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, no, it's, I do. It's and an I remember, thing. you know, it's funny because I remember, you know, going back to the nineties. I remember when when everybody was was watching this life, and mm. there was a, there was a just you know the build the fantastic ending where 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 I can't remember Millie, I think it was, but anyway, she punches this troublemaker in the face. It's a kind of great TV moment everyone's talking about it and what will happen next and yeah that definitely that sense of waiting has been now if you try to talk about a TV show in the office everyone says no I've got not, I'm only on number three I can't yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know where they are yeah, 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 yeah. just fine then um, Robert when you're standing in the House of Commons there with you, you know <laughs> however many people there are uh, in front of you yeah. is there any part of you that thought I could do that he was honestly yeah. genuinely so many people I know who've looked at who I wish he was Prime Minister honestly the, the craving for somebody who appears sane to have a degree of moral thinking behind the decisions mm. they make to, to care about things maybe make hard decisions as well not, not mm. popular ones but mm. but I, you know yeah no, I'm, I'm answering your question again I'm no sorry. not at all not I mean I, 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 I love that I, I loved I loved that scene because it's not when are you ever going to get a chance yeah, to, yeah. to be Prime Minister during a, 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 quite a question time you know so that was a lovely moment you know and, and, and again you know Sutherland another thing I love about him as well is that he's he is actively trying to kind of change the image of that party isn't mm. he? he's trying to kind of he understands it through through the help of Anna Marshall yeah, you know, that there is you know the, the younger 
people out there yeah. is uh, are moving away and moving away from that party. Yeah. And he's looking across the table at, at, at David Haig as the Home Secretary, thinking, "Where am I?" Because yeah. um, he, he is he is fundamentally still a, a right wing person. There's no doubt. Yeah, he's a Tory. He's a Tory. Tory There's no doubt about right. that. But maybe maybe a Tory of the past. past. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's uh, I think that's very interesting. I, I, in your I mean, I, I, I'm furious. I have to say, with real politics and real life and messing up because I know what's going to happen. I wrote the, the final sort of big scene between Robert and Anna. Uh, it, it's so irritating because I know I'm going to get, oh, look, he must have written that after. And I didn't. I wrote it where, where actually he says, I'll, I'll dissolve Parliament. And this was way before this crisis. He said, yeah. I'll, I'll dissolve Parliament and I'll deliberately lose it. And she said, what about fixed-term Parliament? And he goes, I'll lose a vote of confidence deliberately. <laughs> said, I'll put, he said, I'll put a vote of no confidence in myself. And I thought, this is ridiculous. But anyway, I carried on, I carried on <laughs> writing. Oh and when I saw him them actually discussing this, I was, I was genuinely quite cross. And I was like, you should at least pay me for that brilliant <laughs> idea. And um, you've still got a few more days where you can put your name in to be Labour leader. That's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> obvious. That's exactly <laughs> the obvious choice. Yeah, I'll try them all. <laughs> uh, listen, see which heart fits the best. Five quid straight away <laughs> to vote for Robert. Uh, thank you so much for coming in, Jez. Uh, Cobit uh, will be available from Sky One from Friday, January the 17th. And you've got to watch all the uh, episodes all at once. My thanks to Ben and to Robert for me. Thank you very Matt, much. Surely it's goodbye. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.